guys? Thanks for tuning in to another live stream episode of the Ready Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and as always, I am joined my co-host, Matt Llewellyn. We got a lot to break down. Matt, how you doing yep. today? I'm doing good. How are you, Zach? Not bad. Just getting home from work. Got a lot of news that happened today. Woke up to the two uh, big pieces of news. Yep. Trent, Trent uh, Williams and Alex Mack are both... Well, what Williams continuing to be a 49er. Alex Mack is now a 49er. What do you make of these signings? Um, big one to get Trent Williams on the books. Um, I know that I had said previously, the longer that it went on, the more I was worried about it. And it turns out that there were a reported four teams in on him. Uh, it was us, Kansas City, Indianapolis, and the Chicago Bears. And in the end, you know, it worked out for the 49ers. Um, he was a little petty and got $10,000 over what uh, – over what uh, David Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari got, and Bakhtiari called him out on it on Twitter, which was pretty funny. But he stays on what's essentially a three-year deal, um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty legit. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was funny uh, the, the deal, but hey, he's deserve he deserves it. Um, somebody was kind of going back and forth with me on Twitter earlier, talking about how the Niners the move smelled of desperation. I didn't get that at all. Um, if you want to see desperation, you should have seen them trying to scramble. If they didn't re-sign Trent Williams, then that would yeah. really look uh, pretty desperate. But yeah, also happy St. Patty's. I, I got my festive beads on here. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys are all having a fun, responsible uh, St. Patty's Day. But and, and as far as Alex cheers, Mack signing, yes, cheers. As far as Alex Mack signing, that was expected i guess you could say he's followed kyle shanahan just about everywhere he's gone their careers kind of mirror each other but how much does that signing solidify the four hours offensive line you know from the middle out it's it's a big signing and i know that he's you know he's not at his elite level that he once was um but he knows the system that's really important for calling out protections and schemes and secondly he's been durable throughout his entire career and the one thing that you need at the center position is stability. That's kind of like the anchor for the offensive line. Um, I know left tackle is important for protecting the blind side, and it's obviously the most valuable position, but a close second has to be the center position. I mean, that quarterback center uh, tandem has to work well together. And I just think that it's very important after a couple years of, is it Weston Richburg? Is it Ben Garland? Is it, you know, Honus Grasso, is it any of these guys that it turns out to be a veteran that Kyle Shanahan knows and that the 49ers should be able to rely on for the entire season? Yeah. And, and you know, health is huge. The names that you just listed kind of gave me a little bit of uh, flashbacks, <laughs> a little PTSD there. Honus Grasso started some games last season at center. That's rough. Um, yeah. It, it, it's, it's tough, man. But the 49ers now, the offensive line just got a heck of a lot better. I'm really excited with those two uh, signings. On the flip side, which uh, Jenna and ICU nurse kind of brought up too. Welcome back to the show, by the way. It's been a while. Welcome back, yes. DJ Jones, that kind of – the 49ers kind of snuck that in there mm-hmm. towards the end of the business day. That's a yep. pretty good one. What do, what do you think about that? I, that is a good one. Um, I know that – you know, we had to keep one of those guys that was a free agent just just for depth purposes. And I think that DJ Jones has had a couple of issues with some injuries, but when he's been on the field, he's been productive. So to get him at what's probably going to be a pretty cheap price is is very important. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And you know, we saw Solomon Thomas, the 49ers, you know, former second round, third round pick, or third yep. overall pick, excuse me, signed with the Raiders. 
And DJ Jones, I believe, got like half of that. And I would much yeah. rather take DJ Jones and Solomon Thomas, um, especially for the yeah. 49ers game. Absolutely. DJ Jones has been more effective on the field than Solomon Thomas has been. Um, that's what the deal Solomon Thomas got, while not super expensive, one year, $5 million with, with the Raiders. That's one of those, you know, first round cachet type of deals where, okay, you were drafted high. So that means somebody's going to be like, well, I can fix this guy. It didn't work there, but he was first round for, for a reason. So we're going to take him. I'm going to rehab him. I'm going to do this. Whereas DJ Jones is just a hustler. He doesn't have that first round pedigree, but he's a guy that works really, really hard. No, I totally agree. And, you know, when healthy, he's a solid, solid, solid defensive lineman for the 49ers. So I was happy to see that. Um, We weren't able to get one out yesterday, obviously, Mm -hmm. but, you know, nothing really happened yesterday, though. Like, it was not much. No, not at all. Um, But, you know, a couple of, Random things here happen, former 49ers. Sanders obviously is now at Buffalo. Kendrick Bourne uh, went to New England, and we talked we about that, that. We got that re- weird Marquise Goodwin reversal type of right. thing. Which cost the 49ers a seventh-rounder. A seventh-rounder, yeah. So, that kind of stinks. I think it was because that he opted out of 2020 and never played for the Eagles, so that must have tripped some kind of thing where it voided the trade. Right. Yeah, so I mean, it sucks, but hey, they still have nine picks overall in this draft. Yep, I, I don't think that they're you know that beat up about it. And, no. and Ace Daddy has a good point here. They're not handicuffed. Are they basically free to do whatever they want in the first round now that they locked up Trent Williams and added Alex Mack? I still think that corner is a big position of need, but I know a lot of people are asking. Um, I really do think that. Uh, and Colin Cowherd said this on a show. I absolutely agree with the way that they were spending money on people like Trent Williams and on stuff like that. And the fact that they have not restructured Jimmy Garoppolo and added guaranteed money. So a restructure would add, would give them a bonus, but they'd spread that cap hit over a couple years. The fact that they haven't done that means they want to keep his cap hit, you know, as is right now and keep the bonus low. I think that they're going to pick a rookie in the draft use Jimmy as a bridge for this year and then get rid of him rather than restructure and be beholden to him for dead money. So they can still, they still have an out after this year. They can get rid of him. Not a big deal, but I do think that they're, they might be looking to draft a rookie quarterback and you know, which one it is. I don't know if they're going to trade up. I think they might have to based on everything that I've been hearing. But for me, it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo's time in San Francisco is numbered and it's probably going to be this last year. I totally agree. And, and, you know, the clip from Coward breaking it down, it makes a lot of sense. It really does. And like you were saying, they're likely going to have to trade up if they want to get one of the top, you know, five quarterbacks, whatever it is. He was making the argument that you basically need to get to three just to ensure that nobody gets in front of you. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, all but guaranteed Trevor Lawrence going number one to Jacksonville. And then after that, maybe Zach Wilson to New York. It seemed like that was kind of the word that uh, Colin Coward and Joy Taylor were getting. So then it's Justin Fields, Trey Lance. I don't really want to say Mac Jones, but I guess if you want to throw him in there. But yeah. out of the two, it's got to be Justin Fields or Trey Lance, right? I mean. You would think so. And I think the one that they would definitely take a shot on is Trey Lance. Um, get him up to snuff in this system, really get him a year under the belt. And that's the one quarterback that you can justify. Hey, he didn't play in 2020. He only has this amount of tape. He comes from a small school. This is a complicated offense. We're going to sit him behind Jimmy for a year like the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes. And then after the year, uh, you know, the 49ers are about to Alex Smith's ass. So he'll be gone. 
Um, I think they can move, move on from him and, you know, have a guy that's under team control because the thing that you have to realize is next year you have Warner's contract coming up the year after that you got, you're obviously probably going to pick up Nick Bosa's fifth year extension, which is going to bump his salary up. You're going to have other needs. Uh, Jimmy Ward's contract is going to be coming up after next year, I believe. So you're going to have another hole to fill in the secondary. Um, so they got to do something. And I just, I look at that Jimmy Garoppolo cap number, the way that it is right now. And I think the only reason they do that is because they want him here for one more year and then he's out the door and you automatically free up that $25 million. So, you know, that, that's, that's what my thinking is. So I know people are going to ask, but given everything with the salaries and stuff, I'm pretty sure today's moves kind of take them out of the whole Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, which I mean, you know, it's, on one hand, it's a bummer. On the other hand, it's, you know, I kind of want somebody with a fresh slate that Kyle can build up in his mold, you know, over the course of the next couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about it a thousand times. It seems like just in the past couple of months, the winning formula right now in the NFL, unless your name Tom Brady is basically get a rookie quarterback that plays above average, with solid defense and some nice surrounding pieces on offense. Because then you're not in cap hell. You know, look at what the Browns are able to do. Colin Coward made the same point. Browns are able to do right now with Baker Mayfield um, still on his rookie contract. They're able to do some stuff. The uh, Chiefs were able to do some stuff up until they just, you know, broke the bank, basically signing Patrick Mahomes to a long-term deal. But that is a winning formula. And if the 49ers could get a guy, either Trey Lance, Justin Fields, whoever they feel most comfortable with, they could really do some damage. I'm, I'm quite confident that that would have really good – that would be a really good outcome for the 49ers because you know Kyle Shanahan's running game is going to excel. You already yep. know the pieces on the outside, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. They've already basically proven themselves to play with crappy quarterbacks. No disrespect, but let's be <laughs> honest here. Um, you got George Kittle in the middle, and you got a solid defense. That's yep. a winning formula already for a rookie quarterback to step into. It would be really yep. good. It would be really good. Um, yeah, this is the time. If you're going to do it, it's, it's time. I think the regime has had enough time to really build up the roster. And if they're absolutely going to go all in on a quarterback, I think it has to be, you know, one of these rookies. Just for the fact of, you know, and, and Tommy's pointing it out here. I, you know, you can think they're still in on Watson. He's very affordable this year, but that cap hit goes up and up and up. So with all the things that they have left to sign, I just don't know that you can – because you're talking about draft capital. Um, you're talking about all that stuff. So welcome, Nick. How's it going? Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Yep. <laughs> Joey thought it was funny the way you said Alex Smith is ass. <laughs> They're going to Alex Smith is ass. It's that's, true, happened man. Twi- that's happened twice to him. Well, I mean, uh, you know, it's happened to Tyrod Taylor a bunch too. There, okay. So who said it in the chat? There could not be a more unluckier person in the whole entire NFL than yeah. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. I know. Tyrod Taylor. Get stabbed in the lung and you spawn somebody's career right, right. behind you. It's, well, it's that's, ridiculous. And it happened to him with Baker Mayfield and yep. there was one more before that that it happened to him. I feel it like. It wasn't Josh Allen, was it? Yeah, it was. It was, think, right? Yeah, in Buffalo. Yeah, it was Josh Allen. Dang, man. He's had he's had a rough time. So, yeah, it's I don't been know. bad. It's been I bad. Um How's it going, Nick? Thanks for tuning in again. We appreciate yep. it, y'all. Um, yeah, it, you know, there were a few moves today, and, and somebody brought it up here earlier. Akella Witherspoon 
did a Seattle special, went straight yeah, to Seattle. Seattle picking up our scraps again. Yes. And somebody replied to that tweet with the meme of Kyle Shanahan kind of like smirking, you know, kind of <laughs> is he gonna get picked on twice a year or what? Of course, absolutely. That, that's And that's the thing. It's not like Akella Witherspoon is not talented. And when he's on, he's on. He can lock people up. The problem is he has that mental snowball that happens where one bad thing happens and all of a sudden it's like, well, oh, man, I better not mess up again. Oh, no, I got a penalty. Well, I can't get another penalty. Oh, I played too far off. There's another reception for a first down. Well, I got to play up on my guy. Oh, I got beat deep for a touchdown. And all of a sudden, you know, Akella Witherspoon has played like, absolute dog crap and you know he's he's getting picked on so i absolutely think that kyle shanahan is going to know exactly where to go against him and i think he's going to pick on him multiple times per year yeah great point here too by ash of a lady one person's bad luck is other's opportunity well said well said um i i really do think though that this weird dynamic that seattle has a large part of it has to just be they want the knowledge, right? I mean, they have to just, what are they doing? What is their system? And it's kind of weird to say that because Saul is running their system when he came to SF and that's basically the system that's been implemented. But how much of it do you think is them trying to just get a feel for the scheme and, and maybe, I don't know, play calls, whatever, whatever. I know everything's different every year, but how much of it is that aspect opposed to uh, really liking the physical talent that these players are that they sign away from the 49ers? Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit of that, like, okay, come sign with us division rival. What kind of insights can you give to us? Um, but you know, at the end of the day, the players play the way that they're going to play. And I think that coming off of a scheme that was for all intents and purposes in a similar coaching tree on that defensive side of the ball, I think it just makes a lot of sense that they would pick them up. They've done that with a lot of our defensive players, especially, um, and I think it's just knowing that a guy is familiar with that scheme that you can kind of plug and play. And it makes sense that it's the same reason the 49ers are signing Alex Mack. He absolutely knows Kyle Shanahan's system after being with him in Cleveland and being with him in Atlanta. He gets to come over, plug and play into a complicated system, and you know you hope for the best. Um, Seattle's doing that. They've done that with DJ Reed, which kind of worked out for them. They've done it with a couple other players that might not have worked out so well. We're, you know, it's up in the air in terms of what's going to happen with the Keller Witherspoon, but a one-year deal, I think he got like three and a half with the ability to go up to five, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, but I do think that he's going to get picked on. And I think it's going to be fun to watch. I agree with you there. It, I mean, Kyle Shanahan, who, who would know how to do it best than Kyle Shanahan. So I, I totally agree. And yeah, spoon loses confidence really fast Real i mean there was fast. that three game stretch before we got injured i've talked about it a bunch on this podcast uh in, in 2019 the super bowl year run before he got injured we thought okay cool he's arrived this is the spoon yep. that everybody had seen eric crocker included he in his pre-draft breakdown everybody was high on him coming out of colorado and it just to be fair crack and mike's crock and mike still really like him though that's true. That's true. They they are still really high. I just him. think he, I think he's too inconsistent. That's my big issue is that it's, it's too much up and down. And, you know, people will say, oh, well, maybe he could still put it together. It's like four years in. He It would have it would have clicked, yeah. I feel like. So same with Solly. Yeah, exactly. Same with Solomon Thomas. It's just like if he if it was going to click, it was going to click. So, yep. Yep. It's true. Uh, Antonio Rosales says 49ers and Patriots are the best free agency so far. I saw I saw a legit hilarious meme 
that somebody posted a pic of Bill Belichick in like the frumpiest looking hoodie that he has. And it was like New England homeless man spends $185 million in one day. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was fantastic. But no, the Patriots, I think actually did a good job. They signed Kendrick Bourne. They signed Nelson Aguilar. I think Nelson, they got Nelson Aguilar too, right? And then they got yeah. the two. Uh, yeah. They got, they got John Smith and Hunter Henry. They're really giving cam a bunch of weapons for him to throw to not necessarily deep threats. Um, although Aguilar can go deep sometimes, but with the way that Cam Newton played last year, you weren't seeing a lot of those really deep shots. He was throwing the ball closer to the line of scrimmage. And I think that if you can give Cam opportunities, then he can at least be a serviceable starter. And coming from me, that's saying a lot. So Yeah, I'm kind of shocked to hear that. He'll definitely, he'll, listen, he'll definitely have no excuses. Although for me, Mac Jones, like I said, Mac Jones has Patriots written all over him. <laughs> Scott, if you're listening, 17-minute uh, mark. Clip that, uh, send it in the chat every time. I'm not yeah. gonna be able to live that down for years now. No, you're really you're really not. I can't believe you let that out. Uh yeah, a lot of weapons for Jimmy in New England. That's funny. I started reading that before I knew what it said. Um, yeah, I saw people we talked about it on Niners News yesterday that you know, hey, Kendrick Bourne's there, and now they're trying to get uh Jimmy there. He's gonna have some familiar targets. I don't think that's the reason why they signed Kendrick Bourne. I think they really just like Kendrick Bourne and Rightfully so. He's a solid receiver. He's just not going to lead anybody in receiving. You know, that's not his style. But yeah, if Jimmy goes, it's going to have nothing to do with um, Kendrick Bourne or for any other free agent for that matter, really. But I really do think, wow, we got a super chat. Thank you. Hey, I'm fat. Always coming through. Cheers to you. That's the guy right there. Happy St. Patty's Day, everybody. I hope you're having a safe and responsible and fun St. Patty's Day. Yep. Same. Yeah, but um, as far as the 49ers, though, I asked the chat, what grade would you give there? I know it's, you know, 7 p.m. Pacific time on day one of free agency, but it seems like a lot has already happened. What grade would you give them thus far, A through F? Um, I'm going to go with uh, like B plus A minus. I still think that there are holes in the secondary. Um, I think we need another corner or two, especially because, you know, Jason Verrett, while he played really, really well last year, again, he still kind of, you know, you got to worry about those injuries. Um, it, and it looks like Richard Sherman's gone. We still have no word on whether K1 Williams is coming back or not. So really in the cornerback department, you're looking at Emmanuel Mosley, you're looking at Jason Verrett, and then, you know, Body Calhoun, who they re-signed today. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you need a little bit more. Um, you're also looking at a safety to potentially place Jaquaski Tart, whether or not he comes back. Um, and then with the departure of uh, Kendrick Bourne, I think you need to add a wide receiver, whether that's in free agency or the draft. So they've done a very good job, uh, you know, retaining the pe- the critical people that they absolutely needed to retain. But I think that there's still some work to do. So B plus A minus is about where I'm at right now. I think I'm right around the same spot. Uh, maybe I'd lean more A minus and B plus, but yeah, I think Trent Williams was the biggest piece out of all of this. They locked him up. Um, and I'm really happy the way that they, they did that deal. They got Alex Mack. Uh, they were able to get Jason Verrett, which I honestly didn't think Jason Verrett was coming back. I thought he was long gone. Um, and, and not only that, but I do think, I think your camera's frozen. God, I hate that. <laughs> Matt will be back right now. Uh, I really do think, though, that, yeah, I don't know if they can bring back Kwan, Hyder, 
Tart. I, I I actually do think Tart for sure is not. They're not going to be able to bring him back. Matt's back. It's live. Folks. Um, live. We're live. Don't worry about it. But <laughs> as far as uh, Tommy Huxley's comment here, Matt K1, Terry Hyder, Tart, all basically gone, right? Um, not necessarily. Uh, with the way with the way that they structured the deals, um, David Lombardi came out and said they could be have ten to fifteen million dollars left under the cap just the way that it's working this year. So bringing back Hyder and K1 on like a one-year deal is not impossible. Um, it becomes a little more unlikely. It becomes more that they've stretched the cap thin, but it's possible that they're, you know, they're, they're able to do that sort of thing. Um, and then there's other names too, that you could definitely take, take a look at. You know what I mean? If you want to go out there and, you know, kick the tires on like a Malik hooker or something like that, something that's going to be a cheap, prove it kind of deal the same way they did with Verrett. There, there's possibility to do that. <laughs> Charlie Baker said you're here in spirit. Always in spirit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about if K1 is always hurt. He, he was hurt a bit this last year, but look, K1 went healthy, and that's most of the time. He's the best nickel corner. I think that's not a stretch to say in the NFL. He at least has been the yeah. year with the 49ers. He's a solid piece of that secondary. Hyder is one guy – that's tough, actually. I was about to say I'd prefer more than K1. If you had to choose between the two, Matt, which would you choose out of Kerry Hyder and K1 Williams? Um, I think that I think K1 Williams, to be honest. Kerry Hyder had one brilliant year, but they signed Samson Ebicom. And so that kind of mm-hmm. fills that little spot. And then I also think that, you know, year two or year three, they're gonna go edge. So yeah. Um yeah, for the most part, since since K1's been in San Francisco, he's played 14 or more games three out of four years. So, yeah, solid, solid. Um, as far as the two, that's a good that's a good point. Um, one year, can you replicate it? Um, and at the same time, they yeah they signed Samson Ebicom, so maybe maybe K1. And then not only that, but how much of the secondary isn't coming back as opposed to the defensive line? Yeah, and I just worry about when people break down the tape on Kerry Hyder, cause he kind of came out of nowhere. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if people are going to figure him out a little bit, you know, because there are those, like there are those things, right? Is he just a power guy or can he, you know, does he have good speed to power transfer? Does he just have one move that you can kind of shut down? So I want to see him do it for more than just one year. So out of those two, who's been more consistent, I would think K1 Williams is a little more consistent. Yeah. Great point. Um, yeah, Antonio Rosales says 49ers and Cardinals improved the most in the NFC West. The Cardinals got, um, gosh, who was the, did they sign AJ? Who was the receiver they signed? AJ Green. It was AJ Green. Okay. Yep. That's a solid, win healthy, solid, sure. Paired with D Hop. Honestly, honestly, I think he's washed. Fair, fair enough. He, he didn't look that, he be. didn't look, he didn't look that good last year in Cincinnati. No, but I, I honestly, I, I do question, and, and maybe this is just me how much of it was mental. He clearly didn't want to be there. Yeah, but so. he's had so many lower body injuries and he's, I think this is going to be his age 32 season. He's had so many lower body so. injuries that he just doesn't look very explosive. And it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to cut out on a team that just had Joe Burrow for the first time and whatever, like it's good. Point. Yeah. So, so he played in all 16 games and had 47 catches for 523 yards. I I, I don't No, Thank you. No, Nothing. Um, Nico Wilson, who's going to take Thomas's spot? Uh, 
who cares? He wasn't. He, <laughs> was didn't contri- <laughs> he didn't contribute. He was bad. I was gonna say just about anyone. Bust, bust. Uh, Ace Daddy. When I say always hurt, he never finishes games. K1. I mean, that's easy to say. So many people get nicked up in the NFL that it's like, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, what are the chances Richard Sherman comes back? I would like say one percent. Yeah, slightly to none. Like one percent. If everybody else gives him an insulting offer and the 49ers are like, well, we'll give you the same offer if you just want to come back for a year, then I think he would take it. They'll tack on 10 grand like they did that. Yeah. Williams. Yeah. (laughs) But I think he's gone. I'm actually so I want to talk about this. I'm actually surprised so far out of former 49ers players that were free agents and had a chance to go elsewhere. Robert Saul and the Jets have surprisingly whiffed on everybody. That's true. They haven't got a single one. And I think that's, I don't know if that's a reflection on Sala or if that's Joe Douglas, maybe not working with Sala as much, but it's surprising to me that not one of these guys has gotten there. It is interesting because everybody obviously was drawing the connection a few weeks ago. Oh, all these free agents, Juice especially, they're going to go straight to New York, get that fat contract. Jason Verrett, Kerry Hyder. Where where's yeah. the contract? We haven't seen it. So that's a really good point. And, and you know, how much of it is Robert Sala? How much of it is elsewhere? Who knows? But I I don't know, man. It, it's something to keep an eye on. How, how, I'm trying to think of the free agents they've signed on the defense. Um, um the Jets, that is. Uh Carl Lawson is the big one. That's yeah, that was the I know they had one big one. Eh. All right, but Nothing crazy, yeah. especially no former 49ers. So that's interesting. Maybe he didn't want to. I don't know. That that's a, that's an interesting thought, though, for sure. Um, we're good inside. We need another edge for depth. As long as you don't take it in the first round, Matt. Is- yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to be the first pick in the first round. If you trade back into the first round, fine. But good lord. Yeah, Kevin Givens. Melissa brought up Kevin Givens. That's a good. He's that's oh my a good god, name my camera, my camera killing me today. As far as a replacement for Solly, Kevin Givens is a good option. Um, JT Collins says it's the Jets' brand. What as far as not signing free agents or mm-hmm. former, I assume free agents. Uh, Mister Early, Lynch and company have done a great job thus far. We brought back all the players we prioritized for reasonable prices, not including Trent. We still have plenty of time to sign vets for cheap deals, which is what you were saying earlier. Basically, yeah. all that's going to be left, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just gonna be it's gonna be the scrubs that are left over. So it is what it is. What can you do? Yeah, Melissa again with another good point. Ronald Blair, he might go to Sala. He might go to the Jets. Foreigners released him. That I mean, that's possible. But when you look at you know when you look at what the offseason started like and what everybody was predicting to now, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, that would be a little bit of a disappointment in my eyes. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, as far as the 49ers, though, did they make – I don't want to say any moves that you're not happy with, but any moves that – did they not make any moves that you perf- wish they did instead of the moves that they did make? I'm, I'm wording wording that weirdly, but I think you know what I mean. No, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, no, I think they've done everything that they could do so far. Um, so in that regard, I think that it's – 
you know, they've done a pretty, pretty good job in terms of, you know, what's, you know, what's possible for them. What the, the, the big domino was always going to be Trent Williams and everything that they were going to do was based off of getting him back here. I think that, that if they hadn't, they would have gone in a completely different direction. It would have been really weird um, to see, but I'm glad they got it done. So, I. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, they've done pretty much everything that I thought. I'd like to see them get maybe like one of the one of the wide receivers. It's a buyer's market right now. Um, I know that Kenny Galladay is talking with the Jets. I know that he was offered a one year prove it deal with the Bengals. Like, we'll see what, what? happens. <laughs> I, I know one year prove it. Like, what do you mean one year prove it? If, like, if you produce in Detroit, what are you talking about? You need to go prove it. That's crazy to me. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, uh, the I wouldn't even have taken that call if I was him or his agent. Yeah, that was an immediate hang up on. That's disrespectful, 100%. Yep. Kenny Galladay, one of the brightest young receivers in the NFL, he deserves a nice payday. Um, yep. Antonio was always here, brought up Andy Dalton. What did you make of the rumored interest between the 49ers and Mitchell Trubisky? They, I think they're just looking for insurance to try to. They don't want another situations where you put somebody like Noodle Nick in, who just like throws pick after pick and looks like a deer in the headlights and looks like absolute garbage. So notice how they didn't tender him and they're probably not going to. Yeah, that's true. Um, Javier Chavez, are the Niners in trouble with more tight end help? Um, I'd like to see them try and bring back Jordan Reed Jordan if Reed. they could. Yeah. Same here. That's the big one. If they can get Jordan Reed back in the building, that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take some of these comments, whatever questions you guys have, and then we're going to yep. wrap things up here, guys. Uh, Coach Timo, I think signing our high-priority guys was key. Now we are set to fill the depth and special teams as well as future offensive line and defensive line for coming seasons. Yes, sir. Yep. Ace Daddy, Chiefs went after Trent Williams. Happy Niners got him. Could you imagine if Patrick Mahomes had Trent Williams in front of him? I would have been. I would have had egg on my face because I was saying after the Joe Thune deal, there was no way that they were going to be in on Trent Williams, but it looked yeah. like they were definitely in on Trent Williams, and I was like, oh, no. Yep. Uh, Melissa, nope, he's meeting with Giants, Gettleman and Bunch, I believe. Kenny Galladay, yep. Ian Sharp, Jets might go off in the draft. Uh, Forever Faithful Podcast, which is our newest podcast. Go and check them guys out. Yep. If you guys haven't, what receiver do you want the 49ers to go after? Um, I mean, outside of Kenny Galladay, there's, there's a couple others. Uh, not anybody, you know. I mean, if he stays out there long enough, why don't you pick up the phone and call Juju for a minute? He's like Juju is not a wide receiver one. He's not somebody that you you know that you want. But in terms of like as your lead guy, but I don't know. Maybe maybe if he's hanging out there in the breeze long enough, you can go and get him. There's, but there's a couple of low level guys. Really, what they need is depth at the wide receiver position because Jalen Hurd has been hurt. Um, you don't really know what you have in Jawan Jennings yet. And, you know, beyond that, there's there's just Richie James has not made the most of his opportunities. So you kind of need something there to supplement Debo and Ayuk. And I think definitely think that they're going to supplement that. I, they're definitely not standing pat as it is right now. There are people that you could bring in. I just hope that it's not like, you know, I just don't – I don't want super retreads. I think actually think that they should is the red rifle hung fat red, red rocket is something else. My man red rocket is something else. I'm sorry. I had to put that up as Dang. far as receiver though. Uh, the receivers I'd like them to go after 
Um, you know, look, there are guys that might say if you could take a flyer on some of these kind of low risk, high reward guys. Uh, they were rumored to have interest in Danny Amendola. I would be okay, totally passing on him. Uh, but hey, Will Fuller, I believe, is still out there. Um, go, uh, Sammy Watkins, that would be an interesting guy to just take a flyer on. Maybe that works out, maybe it doesn't. He's still got some speed in him. Can he help the 49ers kind of stretch the field? That yep. would be interesting paired with Shanahan. But I mean, if it all depends, I guess, who's throwing the ball because Jimmy can't really get the ball deep. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which was Paul funny Young. about that, re- that report where they said, oh, they're building up weapons for Jimmy to go deep. And it's like, is this a joke? This has to be a joke tweet because he never goes deep. <laughs> Almost never. Yeah. Almost uh, never. Nico Wilson. Do you think we need more weapons on offense? Because last year, our weapons could stay on the field besides Ayuk. Term of, yeah. I, I, uh, I would say bad luck. Yeah, but I still think that they need a little more. Like I said, they need a third guy. Because if all you have is Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle, defensers are still going to be able to game plan around that. Um, so you want you want a running back that can catch out of the backfield, which is really why, you know, <laughs> a James White would be intriguing or, you know, like a Philip Lindsay would be intriguing. Yeah, but you need a little bit more weapons, I think, and I think that they're going to go get them, whether it's in the draft or whether it's through free agency. They're going to figure it out. I think they're almost tapped in free agency, so I'd rather see them fill the glaring needs like corner. Um, and if you want to bring back Kerry Hyder, you can do that too. But yeah, if you can bring in some people to supplement, then that's really what you need to do. Yeah, uh, this comment though is crack, crack me up. I'm sick of Mayoko trying to push a Mullins resigning. It seems like he, he even put out the tweet where he said they're not tendering him. I know. He ended yeah. it with so they can leave the door open to re-sign him later in the offseason. But give it a rest, Matt. Give it a rest. Um, and, and how much of that is coming from his connections with the 49ers? He's kind of the, the beat writer that I think has the most connections, I guess you could say. He's been covering the team for forever. Yeah, so. the problem is when you get too close to something, you want to hold on to it. And so – this seems to me like Mayoko has has turned Nick Mullins into a little bit of a inside team source for himself. Yeah, because the play doesn't speak to him staying. If you, I mean, we wa- we all watched him play last year. There's no right. reason he should be in the NFL at all. So for him to say, "Oh, yeah, he should resign," you want him to resign so you can get your little inside scoops. That's really yeah. what it is. Yep. Yeah. No, we are not good. We need a safety. Yeah, we need definitely a need a safety. Um, yep. We're going to take a couple more questions here. Uh, are the 49ers still looking at running back for agency? Do they have enough cap space? You were just addressing this. They probably will. Running backs are cheap. I think that the fact that the Broncos low tendered Philip Lindsay just says that, you know, that they don't have much respect for him. So, yeah, that's yeah. true. I would like to see Philip Lindsay here. He could do some damage, I think. Yep. Um, just going through these questions. Anything you expect from Jalen Hurd ever again, or is that ship sailed? It's hard to say because um, he had the back injury. Yeah, he I was going to say maybe from a medical standpoint. It's possible, um, but – if it doesn't happen this year, I, th- I mean, if he gets hurt again in training camp, they're going to cut him. There's no reason to hold on to him after that. He's collecting a paycheck and, like, free medical care at that point. 
was just like, dude, your body wasn't made for football, my guy. You said free medical care. That's rough. I'm just uh, saying. Yeah. Troy Warner. I would like to see Troy Warner. Matt and I both discussed him. Yeah. That would, that would be a nice pickup. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to do it, guys. Um, yep. We had kind of the special live episode. We usually do one Red and Gold Standard a week. Yep. But since there's all this breaking news. So much happening. On, yeah. Yeah. We really wanted to come to you guys. So for a live episode. Thanks for everybody tuning in. We had a blast, so um, if you like what you see, do us a solid. Hit that subscribe button. We're trying to get this YouTube account to 2,000 subscribers so we can yep. give away some 49ers jerseys. Like, share, subscribe, comment. You know what to do. Go ahead and click the bell for notifications so you never miss another new video. And until next time, go Niners.